So today we're discussing self-control matters in Proverbs. I brought this little children's book to you guys, and we read a few of them. And tonight's, I'm just going to go over it because it's perfect for tonight. It says God's little boy is self-control. So God's women are self-controlled. If you fail to learn to hold yourself back and let yourself go and get out of whack, you'll be like this castle, once so grand, whose walls fall down when waves hit the sand. A person who does not control himself is like a city whose walls have been broken down. Proverbs 25, 28. And so it's just a great picture because we know how when the water comes, it just destroys it. So self-control is a very important aspect of our lives. And I'm sure all of us can relate, or at least most of us, to a lack of self-control when it comes to food. Whether it's eating too much or whether it's because um, for health reasons we need to stay away from something. And because I knew I was going to teach on self-control, I thought, well, I'm going to put myself to the test and try some of these self-control things. And I thought, can I truly control the food I put in my mouth, especially when I know it's not good for me? Can I get in the car and instead of making a phone call, leave my phone alone? And um, instead, I have these um, little cards in my little pocket there memory cards. And so instead, can I go over my memory cards and take that time to really delve into the word? Or do I always need to pick up my phone? Sometimes I have to make a phone call, obviously, but there's a lot of times I'm just calling my sister to talk about nothing. So, you know, we need to make better use of our time. Um, Can I leave my phone alone for just an hour at a time? You know, when you start looking at how many times you grab your phone, you'd be surprised. Um, Can I hold back my opinion or thoughts, for example, with my husband and wait on the Lord first and foremost? So I I was much more aware these last few weeks of my choices, my reactions, and what I have learned is that I do not have (laughs) (laughs) self-control. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, through prayer and diligence and intentional choices, I can overcome. So today we're discussing self-control matters, and self-control issues must be addressed in our lives. As Christians, self-control matters for us and for those around us. So Webster's Dictionary on self-control was restraint exercised over one's own impulses, emotions, or desires. And I was really having a hard time between self-control and self-denial. And I looked up self-denial, and it was a restraint or limitation of one's own desires or interests. So they're pretty close. And the synonyms are restraint, self-command, self-containment, self-discipline, self-government, self-mastery, self-possession, self-restraint. It's all about self. And really, we know that it's not about self. It's about the Lord. It's about being Holy Spirit controlled. And when you look up that word in the King James Version, it is temperance. And temperance means moderation in action, thought, or feeling, or restraint. Self-discipline says go and keep going, like if you're exercising and you gotta really you want to push yourself, that takes self-discipline. If you want to get up early when you make a commitment to a ministry, all this takes self-discipline. Self-control is discipline in the face of pressure from an immediate urge, desire, or compulsion. So the bottom line, self-control relates to delaying immediate gratification of the senses. So it's restraining ourselves and holding back. Now, this could be concerning food. It could be concerning shopping. It's so easy to press that Amazon button. It's so easy. Gosh, it's amazing. Um, It could be 
related to our thoughts, what we dwell on, our desire to say something we should not because we think we have the right to speak up or to defend ourselves or to set something right. It could be what we desire to read or watch, what we choose to pursue. And some of these things can be truly sinful, but there's other things that are just not really sinful, but maybe God wants us to go another extra step and to eliminate something in our lives so that we can grow closer to the Lord. We need discipline of the inner person by the power of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.16 says, I say then, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So instead of the flesh, we choose the Spirit. And to me, it's it's replacing one with the other in order to be active. And that's what I had to do with my phone. Instead of not using my phone in the car, I had to do something else. And that's when I went over Ephesians 6, um, the whole armor of God. I, I've almost got it. It's like eight verses. It's so hard. I memorized that years ago. And when you go back to it, you just realize you're getting old. <laughs> it's hard to memorize. So... Today we're obviously talking about being spirit-controlled. Many people have self-control without Christ, but usually in areas that are self-motivating or self-glorifying. Like when you see bodybuilders and people that you know, are really good with their nutrition, sometimes it's because it's, it's for the self. It's, there's not necessarily they're doing it for the Lord or for a really, really good purpose. Looking deeper at their lives, there will be areas they will struggle in, just as we all do, that only the Lord can handle, if they allow him to and if we allow him to. So it takes surrender and it takes discipline and diligence. It also takes determination, devotion, and discretion. So we're going to keep these five words in mind as we go through. Discipline, diligence, determination, devotion, and discretion as we go over four topics. We're going to talk about anger, substance abuse, diligence, and Hannah, who is our woman of focus in our study. So Jeremiah 17.9 tells us the heart is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? And Proverbs 4.23 says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. So we need to deal with our hearts before the Lord. And keeping our heart with all diligence comes from the Holy Spirit. 1 Thessalonians 4.4 says that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. So in order for us to possess our vessel, our body, and do what God wants us to do, we have to have the Holy Spirit in our lives. 2 Peter 1.3, as his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So his divine power obviously comes from the Holy Spirit. So you see the pattern here. Holy Spirit. Diligence, I'm going to tell you what those five words mean. Diligence means steady, earnest, and energetic effort. And that is what we are to put forth. Discipline is self-control. Determination is the act of deciding definitely and firmly. Devotion is a state of being zealously dedicated and loyal. Titus 2.12 in the New Living Translation says, and we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. Discretion in the word is the quality of having or showing discernment or good judgment. 
And so we have all those that are proactive, but we also have the things that we contend with as we desire to be Holy Spirit controlled. And those are our enemies, and they are numerous. Deceptions, distractions, despair, disillusionments, discontentment, and sometimes it's just our stinking flesh. It's just defiance. We want to do what we want to do when we want to do it. But the spirit-controlled life does matter. So I was reading in Numbers 11 this past week about the Israelites' lack of self-control. It was in our reading, if you go through the reading that we do together as a church. Um, They were complaining before the Lord because they were sick of the manna that he was providing for them. And they whined and they whined until God gave them what they asked for, which was meat. So God sent them quail, and the people with great effort and excitement gathered the quail and prepared it for eating. But when they ate, while the meat was still between their teeth, the Lord sent a plague among them, and many died. And I was thinking about this. Sometimes we just want what we want, and we don't care what the consequences are. And a friend just told me the other day about her friend who was, was married, and she just was tired of her husband. You know, she wasn't walking with the Lord, obviously. And she wanted that husband over there, so she got him. And, you know, that didn't work out too well. And then she wanted the one back. Well, it was too late. You know, so sometimes we push and we push, and God's like, okay, do it. Psalm 78, 27, 31 says, He also rained meat on them like the dust, feathered fowl like the sand of the seas, and he set them fall in the mid he let them fall in the midst of their camp, all around their dwellings, so they ate and were well filled, for he gave them their own desire. They were not deprived of their craving, but while their food was still in their mouth, the wrath of God came against them and slew the stoutest of them, and struck down the choice men of Israel. And Psalm 106, 13 through 15, they soon forgot his works. They did not wait for his counsel, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tested God in the desert. And he gave them their request, but sent leanness into their soul. So when we allow ungodly cravings to rule our lives, God may send what we crave and leanness into our soul as well. So it's better to have a fat soul and be deprived of those cravings. With prayer, meditating on the word of God, memorizing submission to the Lord, we can experience the joys of a disciplined and diligent life. So we were given many Proverbs to look at, but the key verse I think that sums it all up is Proverbs 25, 28, which I read out of this book. Whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. There are many who have so little self-control that it can be said they have no rule over their own spirit, as it says in this proverb. John 10.10 says, The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. The world, the flesh, or the devil can rule over such people and not the spirit of self-control that is part of the fruit of the spirit. And it can come against us. It can oppress us as well. And so we have to keep going back to the Holy Spirit. And the second part of that verse says, is like a city broken down without walls. So a city broken down, a city without walls has no defense and is vulnerable to every attack. It has no security, stability, and can protect nothing valuable. This shows some of the terrible cost of having no rule over one's own spirit. And we can look at our lives And we see we truly want security, stability, and protection for what is valuable. And what is valuable is our hearts clean before the Lord. 
um, for ourselves and for our families too. We need to be Holy Spirit controlled or there will be some type of destruction in some aspect of our lives for we reap what we sow. Galatians 6, 7, do not be deceived, God is not mocked, for whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. So we're going to first look at anger. Proverbs nineteen eleven was in our homework. The discretion of a man makes him slow to anger, and his glory is to overlook a transgression. We see in this verse that the answer to anger is discretion or good judgment. Discretion takes self-control, Holy Spirit control. Galatians 5.22 tells us that self-control is part of the fruit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, which is that temperance or restraint against such there is no law. So we know we need the Holy Spirit in our lives to truly exhibit this in a godly manner. And using discretion helps us avoid disaster in our lives. We can overlook other sins and see the bigger picture and not quickly looking at the worst of it and losing our temper. And it gives us grace towards others. And that's what we want people to have towards us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may we be found in your ways. May we continue to stay close to you and in your word. So help us and just continue to encourage us. Bless our time in our groups. Bless our time as we go over for the food later. And we just thank you for bringing these ladies out. In Jesus' name, amen.